Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Global investment banks are shedding tens of thousands of jobs as the outlook on the industry weakens. BlackRock scoops up a stake in the celebrity and clothing licensing group that owns rights to Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley. And British workers could have a hard time traveling to the EU for day-to-day work if a no-deal Brexit happens. Plus, accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in a New York jail cell over the weekend. The FT's Kadam Schuber explains what happens with the case next. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. It's been a tough summer for high finance. Global investment banks have announced nearly 30,000 layoffs since April. These cuts come from HSBC, Barclays, Societe Generale, Citigroup, and Deutsche Bank, and are mostly happening in Europe. Deutsche Bank, which announced a radical overhaul last month, accounts for more than half of the total. And trading desks are being hit hardest. The cuts come as bank executives feel the pressure from investors to cut costs and protect profits. U.S. bank stocks tracked by the KBW index are down 5% since November, when long-term interest rates started to fall. Meanwhile, the stocks index tracking European banks is down 16% in the same period. The banks are all dealing with the effects of falling interest rates, weak trading volumes, and the impact of automation on their operations. The layoffs amount to roughly 6% of the total workforce of the banks that have formally announced cuts so far. The brand rights to Marilyn Monroe, Muhammad Ali, and Elvis Presley will now be owned by BlackRock. The world's largest asset manager has muscled its way into the private equity boom by sealing its first major buyout deal, Authentic Brands. BlackRock will pay $870 million for a controlling stake in the New York-based licensing group. Authentic Brands also owns the magazine Sports Illustrated and is the majority shareholder in the shoe store Nine West. BlackRock is spearheading a push into private equity as clients look beyond public stock and bond markets for better returns. It's looking to raise $12 billion for its fund called Long-Term Private Capital. And a no-deal Brexit could create real headaches for British workers traveling to the EU. The consultancy EY says that British business travelers without the correct authorization could be turned away at EU borders. Plus, companies could be liable for fines if national immigration rules are strictly enforced. Permits to make travel seamless for British workers could take weeks or even months to get. And British citizens would need to apply for these work permits on a country-by-country basis if they do more than merely attend business meetings, networking events, or conferences. Right now, immigration lawyers say UK employees can be sent to Europe without giving it a second thought. Some countries, such as Germany, have prepared wide-ranging waivers for UK workers on stays of up to three months. But in other countries, such as Luxembourg, for example, financial services groups could be blocked from sending UK employees to do day-to-day work. All of this means companies might be forced to relocate operations and jobs to the EU to avoid disruption. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has vowed that Britain will leave the EU by its scheduled departure date of October 31st, with or without a deal. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. 
Last month, money manager Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. He was indicted on charges of sex trafficking underage girls by the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office. Mr. Epstein was denied bail and was being held in New York's Metropolitan Correctional Facility. In July, he was found in his cell unresponsive with marks on his neck. And then, on Saturday, Mr. Epstein was found dead in his cell. The U.S. Department of Justice is calling it an apparent suicide. The FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent, Kadam Schuber, explains what might happen next with the Jeffrey Epstein case. Effectively now, the criminal case against him is over, and now the question is, what happens from here? What happens in terms of any co-conspirators that he had? And what happens in terms of the victims getting compensation potentially from his estate? Do you know how prosecutors will proceed with the alleged co-conspirators? Uh, so Jeffrey Berman, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, issued a statement on Saturday basically saying to Epstein's alleged victims his phrase was something like, we're still standing for you. He noted that one of the charges that Epstein faced was a conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. So a conspiracy has to involve more than one person. So yesterday, Jeff Berman said, we're still investigating that conspiracy, suggesting that they're still that they're investigating associates of Epstein. And what are the alleged victims doing to pursue Mr. Epstein's estate? <laughs> It's still early days. I mean, it's um, we don't know yet. You know whether Epstein has a will. We don't know who would be named as beneficiaries in that will. We don't know if he had named the personal rep- representative who he wanted to be the executor of his will. So that's all going to unfold in the days and weeks to come. What we do know is that several attorneys who represent Epstein's alleged victims have said quite clearly that. They are going to do everything they can to get a hold of his assets so that his victims can get some recompense and some compensation, even if they don't get their day in court You know, in his criminal case. Kadam, there are so many questions circulating about Mr. Epstein's actual death. Can you explain what the reaction has been like? Obviously, one of the big questions is what exactly has gone on here. Epstein was a very high-profile defendant. He was a defendant for which there are many alleged victims who have been waiting years and years to you know, see him face justice. And so the fact that he has now died in jail, we don't know exactly how he's died, is raising a lot of questions, a lot of criticisms, and a lot of suspicion. There's a FBI investigation into the circumstances of his death. There's also a Justice Department Inspector General investigation into his death. And so people basically want answers about how someone who was so high profile could have been allowed to come to harm while they were in jail awaiting trial. Kadam, what else should we know about this story as it unfolds? There have been a lot of questions about Epstein's wealth, about what assets he has, about where that wealth is kept, how he, he made his money in court filings last month when he was trying to seek bail. He said he had about $560 million of assets. Much of that was property. Now that he's died, as his estate is administered, as you know, his alleged victims try to you know, get a hold of his assets, I think we're going to see more details about how much money he actually had, where it may have come from, you know, whose money he was managing, and much more detail on his sort of financial and business dealings. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following Saudi Aramco. The world's largest oil company is set to hold its first-ever earnings call ahead of its expected IPO. Analysts expect the call to include an overview of Saudi Aramco's finances for the first half of 2019. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Lila Raptopoulos. I'm the co-host of a new podcast from the Financial Times called Culture Call. From the 13th of August, we're going to be dropping into your podcast feeds every other Tuesday, bringing you encounters with those who are shifting culture around the world. We'll have lively discussions on how the social changes we're seeing are depicted in books, art, music, on screen, and online. And we'll give you a glimpse behind the scenes of the best of the FT's life and arts journalism. You can find the podcast in all the usual places, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Acast, when Culture Call drops on Tuesday, August 13th. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>